And welcome everybody to another episode of the Animaniacast. It's it's warm and wet and the perfect investment opportunity. <laughs> Josh Puller, shrinking pull realty and oil spilling? Oh, that should say drilling. So I assume you're here for the timeshare presentation. If you like, I can sing it to you as a song. Or if a song's not to your liking, I could eat you. We'll take the song. Huh. Not everybody goes for the song, but okay. And welcome, everybody, once again to the Animated Cast. This, of course, is the podcast that's dedicated to the animated television series and Animaniacs, as well as other shows within the Rugerverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky the Brain, and Freakazoid. And today, we are talking about episode 7 of the third season of the Animaniacs reboot. That's right. Episode 33, for all of you guys playing all the episodes. I am Joey, and joining me once again... Oh my co-host. There's my brother Nathan. I am? Uh oh right, I am. See, Joey, I can't keep a secret. I mean, what secret? I'm not keeping any secrets. Especially any secrets about Kelly. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, there is Kelly. Raising my eyebrow, Nathan. Hello. Yeah, suspicious. Hi, <laughs> well, yes, we're we're back and we're talking about reboot stuff. Reboot episodes, and this one, the one we're talking about today, has, boy oh boy, this could not have been more appropriate on the time we're recording this in July of 2023, (laughs) Global Warnering, and then Lawn in 60 Seconds, All's Fair in Love and Door, and Cute Things That Can Kill You. And uh, boy oh boy, if you were to describe this episode, just, I don't know, just a few words... What would you say about this episode, Nathan? Oh, um, it's getting hot out there, I guess. <laughs> uh, not a, not an I guess. It definitely is. I can confirm yeah. this. Uh, Kelly, what about you? It had a song in it. It did have a song two. in it. It <laughs> had two songs. It, it's true. It had two songs. <laughs> so that's something. Well, <laughs> as we as we all know, today's well, we're we're going to get into our, I'll tell you what, we're going to get into our discussion of today's episode in just a few moments. But before we do, something big just dropped on the day we're recording this, and that is the opening theme song to the Tiny Toons Luniversity show which is coming in the fall to HBO Max and or not, not HBO Max, Max anymore just Max which is uh, stupid because it always makes me think of Cinemax <laughs> which um, is it just me well they own Cinemax too so i, I guess know, that but, worked <laughs> yeah it did, but it takes away from the HBO branding if you ask me but anyway nobody uh, asked me that's true this is i think true. they're doing that on purpose i think HBO is seen as the leap so if they want to be more inclusive uh, they don't want I never even watched Cinemax, though. I mean, it was always like Showtime or HBO or Stars. Well, 
it's Max. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> and I guess it's going to, it's probably, I'm guessing because it's going to be on Max and Cartoon Network <gasps> is that the episodes might just drop one per week. Ooh, is ooh, what I'm assuming. I can make it, I can make it more palatable though, because I can be like, I can think in my head, oh, hi, give my best to Max. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, Steven. There you go. <laughs> See, it's all, it's all good now. But now I'll never Max not. Powers. Now I'll never not think about that when I think of Max. <laughs> And which one's Max Power, Nathan? That was uh, Homer's name. He got it from a hairdryer. So we're doing oh. Tiny Toons and Simpsons references all in the <laughs> Animaniacs podcast here. So let's go ahead and watch this trailer together. And, and uh, Nathan Kelly, hopefully you'll be able to hear the audio. Can you both see the I video like that on? image. Yeah, like the, the opening statues. Yeah. That's the pretty opening cool. shot. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll run through it. Once, and then we'll kind of just, you know, we're not going to go, you know, frame through frame, but we'll just kind of talk about moments that we liked, things that we liked or noticed. So here we go. With a faculty esteemed Academy University will earn our two degree But teaching staff's been getting less It's 1933! We're classmates and roommates We shape the out-of-state It's proud of what single class is about to start They're furry, they're funny We're bats and buster bunny Their comedy is funny And a friendship's guaranteed Captain is worried And Sweetie's a tough birdie And if you're lucky, plucky is yeah. the perfect enemy So Well, there you go. That was the that was the thing. What are you, what are your what are your first thoughts, guys? Well, I thought it was weird that um, like they used some of the original lyrics, but then changed other parts of the song because it's like I was like, all right, yeah, it's the same song, and then I'm like, now I, I don't know the words because this is all new to me. But then, oh, I recognize that line, and it was just kind of weird. Yeah, the 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 weird combination of of the thing you kept waiting for Montana Max's money and all that, but nope, they yeah. So it's hey, it's yeah. I think it's enough that Tom uh, Ruger's going to get a a check. For, That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I was like, is he getting residuals for that? That'd I would be think nice. he would because I think they have it's enough really similarities. Close. Although I mean, he didn't write like the melody, or uh, yeah, he didn't write the melody, he, but he wrote the lyrics. He I always like, yeah, he's he's like the uh, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of artists that lyricist split that up. Yeah, he's the lyricist, but um, yeah, I think there's still a lot of so the, the similarities there are too big to to not say you know give him some sort of check, but who knows? But the way the producers are these days. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I will say, like, you know, just kind of going through the, the shots right here, I think that there's a weird shot. Oh, I see. There was, I was wondering who is, who is kissing Hampton? Hampton, and yes. I, and I can't, it's his I guess mom? that it's either his mom or a girl that really likes him, but I'm guessing it's it, his mom. I would think it it's is his weird mom. that, yeah, it's weird that they're supposed to be college kids and they're also short. That is the yeah. weird thing. I can't get I over that. I don't yeah. like they're 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 in college. It's, 
I mean, well, there's some also... there's some college people that went to college that are no longer college age that are short. <laughs> the the like brother me. and sister. <laughs> so the, yeah, this whole show is going to be. Um, you know, it's a, it's not a continuation. It's a no. It's it's a hard it's a reboot. reboot, I guess. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's like a complete very much, reboot, as as yeah. rebootish as you can. Uh, so that way they could get rid of the Buster and Babs no relation, uh, yes, no relation. relation thing. But yeah. that that has got to be like I, you know, that's the that will forever be the weirdest decision for me because then out of context, when you're a lot of people, I mean. I, I've met so many people now who have found out about Animaniacs through watching the reboot and then went and watched the original series. And so you would think if this show is successful and people like it, people would want to watch the original too. Yeah. And then go. Well, it's just like, and, I, I can see it's like, oh, we don't want them to be like boyfriend and girlfriend, but you don't need to do that. You can be not related to someone and not be dating them. They or, did say or, they're know, friends. Be, I mean, yeah. maybe they got rid of that, and maybe in some rewrites, maybe they're just friends now. That's I mean, true. It, it, they, seems like, it seems like it could be a, an easy fix. Yeah. Especially the way true. that fans reacted when that first hit last year. People were like, what? Like, it's, I don't think they... I, if they... If they had anticipated that being a problem as much as they did as it was, I don't think they would have made that change. Yeah. I mean, as long as there's not like a segment where they're both going home to their parents, you know, that's like the, that would make it the, they would just be like, we got to cut that. Yeah, exactly. Cause like, like just edit around it. it references to them being brother and sister. It's like rewrite a few scenes, reanimate a couple things. Right. But you don't you have can to make change one of their the whole thing. Dead, you know, <laughs> That's, my parents are dead, and I, you know, there we go. And now I, I, you never see my parents, and I would just go over to your parents because I'm close to your family, you know, like whatever. Silly. Well, I think, yeah. uh, I mean, it, it, it looks promising. Um, the main thing I'm looking at, a lot of people, it looks good. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the animation like, looks good. Animation, and I, I, I the like styling the of it. I thought Bugs, uh, Babs, and Buster Bunny sound good. You know, yeah, I yeah, were... I agree. I could totally. I'm on board with the voices and everything like that. Yeah, um, the animation's very much in the style of the original. Um, yeah, it's mm-hmm. very colorful. Uh, lots yeah. of you know bright, bright colors and everything. Um, I'm a big fan of the. Well, I'm not a big fan of the show, but I've seen the whole two seasons of it now on Netflix. Of Is It Cake? And I've learned that you can see a thing and say, wow, that looks so good. And then it turns out to just be an actual football and not even a cake or cake vice versa. Or you know what I mean? Cake or death. Mm-hmm. And so, well, you know what I mean? Like you can look at this and go, that looks so good. That looks like the show, but then you actually look what's inside and it's not what you expected. Um, so from what we have seen from what was leaked about a few months ago, uh, it was an incomplete episode. The dialogue was a lot of it was temp tracks, a lot of the sound effects, etc., were all temp. But the plot itself of that specific episode was very much kind of like a bad sitcom, you know? Yeah. Not and and it's like yeah, there it's yeah you can have little visual send ups such as um, Bugs Bunny giving Calamity Coyote the magic helmet from what's opera doc and he rides mm-hmm. that little horse that and everything was, like, cool. was like yeah, yeah that, that was cool but too. it's like i think i think what they're not going to do which i'm not expecting them to do is 
uh, little one-off little short cartoons like they did in the original, where it was a quick six, seven-minute cartoon. And it, mm-hmm. a lot of it was copying an original Looney Tunes cartoon. It's kind of like opposite of what the Animaniacs are there doing. <laughs> yeah. The, the, it seems more like episode to episodes, and they're all like based on the leaked one. Yeah, it was like Right, based on the leaked one, it looks like each one's going to be a 22-minute, you know, whatever. Just one. So like the, the pinky and the brain. Right. But just okay. a long, long form thing. Um, yeah, but even picking I, the brain sometimes would do two half episodes in the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Segment. So I'm kind of, I think I'm going to miss out on that. And that's going to, if anything, you know, I mean, not that the original Tiny Toon Adventures didn't do that every now and then as yeah, well. Yeah, they did that but, occasionally. That's but why it was usually Buster and Babs episode. introducing the different cartoons and. Mm-hmm. And they try to get them all thematically. Somehow, all yeah. Somehow try to figure out a way for, to get them getting connected together. And sometimes it worked and sometimes not so much. But, you yeah. know, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, you know, wait to we'll have to, what, wait and see. I mean, visually looks great. The song, you, you know, hey, great. But it's what's inside that counts. And when the people that are you know, the ones writing it and everything are completely different than the ones who were doing it the first mm-hmm. say I mean, like, time a around. lot of times it's the the producer or you know, the people that are even higher up than the writers where they're like right. not letting the who like, are you giving those suggestions. Yeah, exactly. We gotta make them brother and sister. And it's like, uh, okay, I guess so. You know, it's like Yeah. Yeah. It, somebody You know, that that was a decision. More shadows. Some... We need more shadows. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Definitely definitely more shadows. Well, and yeah, the like... way that these shows are developed now is very different though than back in the nineties when it was Animaniacs and Tiny Toons, where it was just the writers and then they would send it off to Spielberg and Spielberg would go, Oh yeah, this is good here, or change this here or there. Now it's a whole hierarchy of people putting in their notes. Yeah, they all have their own special things that they want. Yeah. And put their own fingerprint on it. And before you know it, it's so convoluted and it has to hit so many different um, things that, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see though. Could be great. Could not. We'll just, we'll see. And we'll at least review uh, a couple episodes. We'll see whether Mm -hmm. or not uh, the better they are, the more we'll review. So. Exactly. Will we review the whole series or will we just say one and done? Well, we'll find out <laughs> in the months to come. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our uh, episode discussion. So before we do, Nathan, this episode, as we all know out there in Animaniacs fandom, the Fanimaniacs, right? know that this episode premiered on February 17th of 2023. So we got to get our February 17th fun facts. What do we got, Nathan? Um, well, what, what's our theme song, I should say? Oh, uh, it's February. It's 17th. It's everywhere. It's February 17th of 2023. It's when it came out. And here's the information that you want to know. Something else happened then. I don't even know. Rhyming no with another no that works in songs and it works here. Thank you for listening to the February 17th song about 2023. Well, that's great. And we won't have to give Tom a check on that one. His lyrics were completely different. We might have to work with Warner Brothers, though, about the tune. Well, I bet I bet some of the notes were different. Okay, yeah, yes, I think, true. I think I sang different notes pretty much. It's true. We were doing a total like Richard Stone thing right there, changing the notes, <laughs> inverting them. I went up when I should have gone down. So, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Um, 
Oh, man. Okay. So, hey, in weather news, uh, February 17th, 1962, there was some very heavy snow around 20 to 30 inches that fell around the southern east half of South Dakota. One location got up to 44 inches of snowfall wow. from the storm. Everything was shut down to the storm, including roads, schools, and businesses. It's a little... There I thought go. only I thought only the South shut down during snowstorms. <laughs> there you go. No, South Dakota got it. It got uh, well. It's the South, it's Southern Eastern South Dakota. So that's uh, you can't get much more South than South, south Dakota, right? South Dakota. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> it's practically the South up there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's there uh, in the name. <laughs> oh, we got some movies. Um, in 2012, we learn about the Clock Family. Who are four inch tall, kind of like Hinky in the Brain. They reside in the home of humans. This is the movie The Secret World of Arietti, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, also, it. Two th- 2006, uh, Paul Walker is among three members of a scientific expedition in Antarctica who are forced to separate from their sled dogs after a terrible accident in Eight Below. Oh, God. My mother called me crying when she saw that movie. And mm. I was like, that doesn't sound like something I want to see. Well, now you know what day it was I was like, on. What are, on what February are you doing? 17th, 2006, and she was like, I was just watching called. this movie called Eight Below. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that sounds like a movie not to watch, Mom. Just see Snow Dogs with Cuba Goody Jr. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> that sounds like a much more... I, I try to just avoid movies altogether with dogs in them. Um, yeah, dogs except, for, except for John Wick. Yeah. Revenge but only because, only because of what he does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good count. Well, there you go, Nathan. I, I loved your connections right there, especially the fact that there was a movie with small people in it and Pinky and the Brain are small. So, therefore, this is, <laughs> this a is the first episode that I was like, oh, finally, Pinky and the Brain are in it. I can use this. <laughs> you can finally use that small one. Very cool. Well, let's go ahead and get. Yes. Oh, I was like, who's in this movie? Okay, never. It's so the Secret World of Everybody. That's like a little anime movie. So if someone was. Well, there we go. I'm sure. Yeah. I see, people know about it. Somebody yeah, out there knows. Sure. I've heard listeners. of it. I haven't well, seen it. There you it, go. But... Never even heard of it. So that's you got you got me beat on that too. Well, let's go in and get to our discussion. We have episode 33, aka episode seven, season three, and let's start off with the variable verse, which was. Cleft in Twainy. Cleft in Twainy. And Wacko's doing like a magic trick. He's sawing Yakko in half, and I guess it worked. I don't know. Hopefully, he can really saw his brother in half. They're cartoons, so, I, you know, yeah. That was that. Can't um, really do think you know, of anything more to say. I, I never heard of I'm not familiar with Cleft in Twain, but I guess Cut it's like... Cut two, this, basically. Yeah. Was it... Originated by Shakespeare, or is it even oh. older than that? It sounds I very he Shakespearean. He says, "Thou hast cleft my heart in twain." But I mean, I've heard it, but said before, so I, I'm sure it's originally it was in Hamlet. I guess, uh, I, yeah, I, yeah, cleft in twain. I've, I, yeah, either that or you know, I've heard it. Little kids talk about twains when they're you know talking about their toys. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I think I think cleft is like the uh, past, cleave. Yeah, yeah, past of, of cleave. So you know, you, you hear people cleave a skull. You know, like they just. Mm-hmm. So this might be our most verbally complex uh, variable verse of the, <laughs> of the reboot. 
is what we're saying. Cleft and Tweeny. There we go. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go and get to our discussion of the first major segment, and it is Global Warnering. And Global Warnering was written by Brad DePrima, and it was directed by Brett Varon. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens in Global Warnering? Okay. Um, so it's it's hot. It's it's hot uh, around the Warner Tower, and the Warner siblings are. I mean, they're practically melting. It's it's just so hot, and uh, they don't know what to do because it's it's ridiculous. And um, they see a centaur mock ruffalo riding a horse for some random reason. <laughs> um, and then they see water coming out of the top of the bus stop. I think I'm seeing things. No, that really is a centaur mock ruffalo riding a horse. No, the bus stop. Go, <laughs> oh, where are all these people going? It's, it's annoying. But, uh, so they decide to, to get on an Arctic cruise because that sounds nice and cool and, and going to the Arctic would be, be very refreshing and not so hot. And um, they get there and it's hot at the Arctic and there's like a beach and the you know the polar bears are hot and then, uh, it's kind of like a resort area there. And um, they run into this guy. He's sees the Arctic as an investment opportunity and his name is Josh polar and he's trying to tell sell sell them a timeshare and then uh there's a song and it's basically about global warming and how he's trying to take advantage of people who are hot here comes the sea here comes the sea with sea levels rising i'm advertising one month's rent for free Arctic housing once was cold. This two bed, two bath will soon be sold. Invest in scuba, goodbye to Cuba. Here comes the sea. I know the world is getting much hotter, but this is no time for tears. If all of the glaciers melt, then the water will drown us in 50 years. Our opinion is forming, it's clear global warming is something we'll have to embrace. Pollution can't keep on, cause when all the land's gone, we'll have to start living in space. He tells the Warners after the song that, you know, they, they taught him the errors of his ways and now he should charge more for the timeshares um, because the earth is in such bad shape. And um, that's about it. That's there's not much to say about it. Yeah. I mean, they... I, I actually could say a lot about it. But <laughs> as far as the synopsis of it, um, that's all I've got to say. Well, you know, they let's see, they get rid of them by having to get swallowed by a killer whale. But you got to watch out for those killer whales these days. Them orcas, Them right? orcas, they're going, they're eating every, they're bashing into everything. Tacking the boats. Yeah, you know, attacking the boats. They're eating polar bears with one bite. I feel like we were pretty nice about this whole thing. I mean, we didn't call them any names. And we didn't break them down psychologically with a series of zany antics and frivolous questions. I didn't even get to use this. We were good. And look where that got us. Plan B. Plan B. Plan B. Wait, wait! Take me back! I, 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 I'll throw in a non-recyclable single-use dishwasher with genuine white rhino ivory inlay powered by baby seal oil! And then they do a bunch of uh, little 
I don't know, preachy. It's itself identifies it at the bottom saying this is a preachy ending or whatever. Yeah, that's what and, I wrote. Um, I actually yeah. made some notes and it was like preachy, which I mean the <laughs> message the message is perfectly fine. Yes. I mean, it's I mean, you said it's 107 degrees where you are in Arizona right now and yeah. I mean, Georgia has had some of the highest temperatures ever on record in the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, it ain't great, but it wasn't a fun. Yeah, it certainly was. I wrote depressing on my notes <laughs> with with this, um, and I was a little dis. I look, it, it's I don't know how this this. I think well, I'll get into more of the the, the critiques of this uh, this cartoon in just a moment. But yeah, they they kind of end it with saying, "Hey, lawmakers, do something, and and oil companies do something," because we're waiting, and they're just on a little ice cube about to fall into the sea. Because, you know, um, lawmakers and, and government officials are, are totally watching Animaniacs to get some ideas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going to make a difference. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you got to try. Yeah. You know, the, I guess this one, the only other time Animaniacs kind of did this kind of thing, but it was totally tongue-in-cheek, was in the original run when they did a very special episode. And it was like, what are we doing? Oh, I'm going over here, and I'm recycling my stuff, and... It was it was funny, but also even that wasn't that funny. Uh, something about mm-hmm. doing environmental messages on a cartoon. Um, it seems like they didn't even try to be that funny about it. Like, you know, I don't know. Nathan, what did you notice about this cartoon that you liked or just uh, whatever? Um, yeah, it's really hot. I think uh, I believe that global warming is a thing. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? Controversial. And maybe it's just because it's summer, but yeah, it's really hot. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I was watching this. I'm like, yeah, I feel that. And yeah, so, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it was, uh, I was watching it the second time with the audio description and yeah. I laughed really loud when the uh, audio description, I just like, Preachy stuff going on here. <laughs> just like, wow! It doesn't say like like text at the bottom reads. It, text it at the bottom. Says it. It just, and I'm like, <laughs> so the, the audio description guy yeah, is just like, like the, this is just me breaking in, folks. Listen, yeah, like sorry, this is super preachy. Like, <laughs> I thought it was the funny. It was the funniest part of the episode for me. <laughs> Hearing him say that about the episode, I was like, oh, that's really good. Um, <laughs> So, what are we going to do now? Well, Dot, I'm glad you asked. There's plenty more we could be doing to reverse climate change, like wasting less food and water and switching to energy-efficient appliances. Preachy ending warning. Did you know, Ellie? Uh, the, the, the voice of the uh, polar bear sounded familiar. It's the, it was the guy who played Elon Musk, I think, in the like, two oh, episodes. Oh, yes. Ago. Yes, indeed. So. Yeah, the song was kind of catchy. It's, it's in my head. I don't know if mm-hmm. I necessarily like it, but it's definitely been in my head <laughs> ever since I've seen the episode. Um, there were a few jokes that worked uh, that kind of made me chuckle. The whole thing of like, let's go to, he was trying to say, let's go to the Arctic. And they're, they're like, we're going to become bus drivers. You thinking what I'm thinking? Quit our jobs and become bus drivers. Nope. Steal that guy's bus and become bus drivers? Not even close. Steal a bus so we can drive to bus driving school and become bus drivers? I'm going to stop you there. We're going to the Arctic. It's like, that was, mm-hmm. that was cute. I like that. Yeah, that was all right. 
uh, I like the thing where they're showing the move kind of like Indiana Jones, but really they're just playing a board game or something with boats and trains and buses or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty good. There was a whole thing about, you know, what are leftovers, <laughs> which Wacko yeah. doesn't really get the concept of, which, you know, so there's, there's some stuff that's, that's good, but, um, yeah, there's other jokes that just, for me, didn't work. Like the Mark Ruffalo thing is just so, again, it, I like weird humor, but it, it's it's just uh, felt out of place and just too weird. Like, it's Mark Ruffalo centaur on a horse. Almost yeah. like that was like an like inside a, joke or something. Like Yeah, it's like... From the writers, I don't know. Family guy kind of thing or something? Uh. Yeah, it's certainly, <laughs> yeah, the, the influences there of that kind of humor are just like, huh, I don't know, that, that's not hitting. It just, that fell flat for me. I was just like, huh. <laughs> I mean the visual so, was interesting. Yeah, it was definitely an interesting mm-hmm. visual, but it just it was just it was just a joke that fell flat. And overall it was just kind of like, eh, it's kind of just kind of depressing, especially when it's so it is so hot right now, so Yeah. And there's like it they put there's like things, oh, you could do that, but like really it does need to be like on a more global scale, I, like and and that's the thing putting I was putting the onus on us as individuals yes. it's like Oh, we can only do so much. Right. Um, and it really I, does need to be like. I agree. Uh, it's, and I wrote that down too. So that there it's, wasn't it's enough. Vote, you know, vote if you can vote, vote for things. Yes. And I, I agree. I think there was not enough of, of uh, pointing fingers at the corporations themselves that are making the things. And the whole thing of recycling to begin with, a lot of it came from the corporations. Just go, look, look, recycle the plastic people. And it's yeah. fine. It's you. You can save the environment by recycling. You're the, like, You're the problem. <laughs> it's like, wait, mm-hmm. maybe you shouldn't so be doing we, so much plastics. Yeah, don't use so much plastic. And also, like, make it so that these things can actually get recycled. Because a lot of these yeah. uh, plastics, like, they can't actually get recycled. You right. know, they, they just they end, up say, in the, dump, they end up in the yeah. landfill anyway. Mm-hmm. So, very, yeah, I thought the ending message also was just like not, it was just like, you can get this kind of light bulb. And the, so the stuff they were preachy about wasn't even necessary. Like, yeah, yeah finish true, your but food. And it's like, yeah, I don't think that's the, not really, yeah, that's, yeah, like, that's the, kind of the decompose. Fact that the kid's not eating his dinner, all the thing is not the main issue with of, right. global yeah, warming. Like, right. I could recycle things all day and it's not going to stop the planet from overheating. But maybe, but like you said, if they talked more about voting or, you know, things like that, about get the right I mean, politicians. The, the they did talk about part. the politicians God should do saying, something. Yeah. But they didn't say we should put politicians in power that want to do something. You know, that would yeah. be more of a, uh, whatever. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> that was that. Uh, let's move on to Lawn in 60 Seconds. From the smallest of seeds, something mighty. Lawn in 60 Seconds was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk. It was directed by Brett Varen. And in this, it's a very sweet short story about, you know, two blades of grass and they have a little baby blade of grass and it, they teach it, it grows up and it has to learn how to shave. It goes to graduates grass school and gets married and they have a little grass baby. And and then right at the end, uh, this beautiful song that's being played and it kind of sounds like a family ties ish kind of theme song for like an eighties sitcom to me. It was very sappy. Um, they get run over by a lawnmower. Oh, we grow together as- 
as one. None of that happens to grass, so you might as well cut it all down. Lawn Shot Mowers. Visit your local lawn equipment dealer today. It, that did make me chuckle. I, I got to admit that that was, I didn't see that coming. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of like, almost like one of the original Animaniacs series where it was just like, we're going to, f- this is the thing of the gold paper. Let's watch the gold paper. Go yeah, around. I thought that too. And mm-hmm. it was like, okay, this is going to be a sappy, but I was, I was admiring it for the fact that, oh, they're going to, they're going for an old school feel on this one. Like the, like uh wings take heart or something where we're just going to have this short little sweet Think about grass. Nope, they get run over. It's like, yeah, but okay, I never, that... I never liked those episodes. So no, I was like, so... Ugh. exactly. So when they got run over by a lawnmower, kind of, it did make me chuckle. And the fact that it was just a commercial, it's like, yeah, that's kind of funny. But also, there's a in one shot. There's not only a house key, but also a a wedding ring and some and a bottle cap. There's a bunch of stuff in one location. These people got to rake their lawn or something. There's Get a metal detector out there before you start mowing. You're going to ruin your lawnmower. Anyway, uh, what did you guys it's think a, about it? Anything that powerful you... lawnmower, <laughs> Kelly? Did I? Did you notice anything that you liked or anything about this? this no, short grass my scene? eyes glazed over watching it um, because I was like, <laughs> some sappy sentimental something or other. And then I saw the lawnmower. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, and like my dark humor kind of did chuckle at that because I was like, <laughs> they got mowed down. Um, <laughs> and then I felt kind of bad <laughs> for a second. So I was very conflicted. I felt a lot of conflict. Conflict. Yeah. Nathan, what about you? I believe the, uh, the voice at the end. Yeah. I think that was, uh, uh, the voice of John Tomascio. Oh, it could have been. He did voice, uh, he Ben does Franklin. Voice in this. Well, and he voiced the narrator in this, which I don't know who the narrator was. Um, I know there was there's a narrator and an announcer, but the announcer is a woman. So, um, yeah, well, I she must be. She must have done the. So he did the, the narration the of the animals, lawnmower. Right? She did yeah. the cute things at the end. Yeah. So. So yeah, yeah just so don't like, He does this little like yeah five. Yeah, he's good at that line. kind of a voice. Yeah, I'm a rusty yeah. So, yeah. I was so, like, oh, yeah. cool. John DiMaggio. Um, the the uh, change yeah, in was, mood was nice. <laughs> yeah, and it was a yeah, it was a fun. Uh, 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 yeah, I enjoyed this one. It's a little. It was nice and short. And, okay. Yeah. Well, let's move on to All's Fair in Love and Door. All's Fair in Love and Door was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk, and was directed by Brett Varen. And Nathan, what can you tell us? What happens in All's Fair and Love and Door? Oh man, uh, Brain has come up with a new invention. This one uh, makes people lose their hair. He tries it out, and Pinky goes bald as well. His his walnut also loses the top of its shell for some reason. I don't know. Which kind of disturbs uh, me because now I think that everything's going to lose the top of everything. Like that doesn't have any hair on it, Brain. But I don't okay. Know. But, you know, there's an issue with the thing. The panel keeps falling out. And um, so what he's going to do is just he's going to hammer it together, even though there's clearly screws there. I don't know. <laughs> the only trouble is I seem to have misplaced my hammer. Oh, dear. Have you tried calling it? No, wait, wait, wait. Play hard to get, Brain. Wait a few days and let it call you. <sighs> he's going to hammer it. 
but he doesn't yes. know where his hammer is. He's going to go to the store, but Pinky, do not open that green door at all when I'm gone. And of course, Pinky's like, oh no, I got to open this green door. So there's a green door in the middle of the room. And what is Pinky going to do? Not open the door? So Pinky decides he's going to open the door because he starts freaking out about not opening the door and he just runs through the thing. So he runs in and he's like, he finds himself in his house. It's like weird. He looks at his photo. It's a photo of Brain and Julie married. Uh. Julia, <laughs> Julia married. They're married. They're um, they're in a photo, and then he gets whacked in the back of the head, unconscious. That's black. We go back, and we're back in the lab. And Brain has brought his hammer back. He's ready to finish banging on this this box to get it to work properly or something. And he realizes that uh, Pinky's missing. And also the green door is wide open. So he goes in there um, and his outfit changes. Now he's wearing glasses and like a uh, cardigan sweater kind of thing. You know, so he's like, looks like he's a married uh, husband man. And Julie come, Julia comes out and uh, reads him like lovely brain. Uh, so, you know, before Julia has been, you know, very mean and angry. But now she's very happy. And in love with the brain. Uh, how was your day, my sweet? Productive, actually. I worked on a book proposal called The Electrician Again to fix the light in the garage. You know, I'm beginning to think we should tear that old thing down and turn it into a greenhouse. Don't you think it would be lovely to grow our own tomatillos for salsa verde? Uh, she tells them all about her day uh, and that she even caught an intruder who was in the closet. Uh, she opens it and Pinky's like, whoa, what intruder? Uh, or he's also, he's worried about an intruder. So, but it was him. Uh, <laughs> Brain says that this is my co-worker, Pinky. I'm going to give him a tour of the house. And on the tour, he tells uh, Pinky that this is all artificial uh, intelligence. This is all just a, a, a fake matrixy world that he created. It's not real. It's an illusion. This is an immersive simulation I created to see what would happen if Julia and I had set aside our differences and settled into a life of marital bliss. Point. So that is not the real Julia out there? Well, no wonder she doesn't remember all the two times she tried to kill us. But Julia overhears this. Um, she finds out that she is an AI version of the real Julia, and she goes uh, haywire and kicks him out of the door and then starts chasing him around in this giant mech suit that she's able to create by controlling the, all the electronics within the room. She control, She uh, explains that uh, once she figured out she was part of this matrix, she was able to hack the firewall system. And what's, what's happening? Don't you know, Brain? 50% of marriages end in me smashing you to bits! Then uh, she's about to brush uh brain when brain's like oh i have one thing i just need to tell pinky one thing he's like pinky just don't smash your piggy bank which is inside the julie julia mech suit and pinky's like <laughs> well now i want to smash that piggy bank that's inside the julia mech suit uh and then he starts smashing with a hammer that P that brain got from the beginning of the episode call back and <laughs> <laughs> Um, then the Julia is destroyed. Pinky is holding Brain's hand and he gets uncomfortable. And then, 
Uh, they decide that they're done with trying to rule the world tonight. They'll do it tomorrow. They throw the robot out through the trash chute. And the, oh my gosh, the screen turns on. AI version Julia is still alive, but then she reboots. And then the real Julia walks up and finishes whatever robot Julia was saying because she just happened to be in the neighborhood, I guess. There we go. You may have short circuited me this time, Brain, but I'm already plotting a new way to destroy you. I'm rebooting. Wait, I'm not done telling you how. How we're going to take over the world. <laughs> She's just, she heard some commotion over at the Acme Labs. Walking by, I'm like, oh, look at this. And then we'll never. We'll never find out what happens. It was just kind of yeah, left like, we'll in, rule the world together. Maybe she's in the next three episodes. We don't know. None of us have seen. It, I, it's been spoiled for us already by right. the point cast. We'll be uh, on, spoiler. We'll be on the point cast coming up at some point in the well, future. Well, I wasn't paying attention to the point cast. Okay. I well, was I was reading their list. notes. They're incredibly amazing, detailed notes. Oh, okay. And I was like, and I saw that Julia does this thing and then doesn't show up again. I'm like, oh, well, hmm, things are spoiling it, podcast. I mean, <laughs> how inconsiderate of them. I think I, I skipped, skimmed over that part because I was like, oh, I don't want to know what happens to Julia. <laughs> oh, I couldn't help myself but read. Yeah, so this is the last we see of Julia for the, the season. Hate to spoil it for those two, three people that are watching it very slow pace along with us. But it's true. Um, at least that's what I read. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, which is kind of disappointing because like, oh, that would have been kind of an interesting team up of like kind of a pinky in the brainish kind of thing with Julia and her uh, AI version of herself. But um, yeah, there, this uh, this episode when I originally saw the stuff of it, I thought it was going to be like a Spider Verse kind of thing, like alter you know alternate universe, but it was just mm-hmm. a Matrix kind of thing more than that. Um. Not really any big references other than uh, a reference to Run Pinky Run, which was in season two of the reboot. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, I guess, right? Um, Other than the title, parroting All's Fair and Love and War instead of Love and Door. But uh, what are some things that you... Uh, noticed in this episode that you liked, uh, etc. Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. Uh, I thought I thought Brian was cute with his little glasses and his little suit. <laughs> I mean, because yes. usually when you see, we see him dressed up, he's using like a mecha suit or something, right? And um, but he looked very, very studious, uh, very, very cute. I like. I thought it was little, yeah, it was weird outfit. to see him in like that little the little clothes and everything to see what it would be like. But I'm like, but it wouldn't be like this because you'd be in like a you're in a small house with a in a small neighborhood. Is this they could make a small house in a small, in a small right? neighborhood? Like they, yeah, like where do their parents live or something? <laughs> true, that's true. I guess I, I guess the brain could have put aside his differences and then made a whole housing development for him as Julia that they could have lived in and, and had everything to scale. Sure, could have worked. Um, there was definitely the most shipping of any Pinky in the Brain that I've seen in this. Yeah. Definitely. Um, uh, not just the holding the hand and the brain, you know, going, oh, my goodness, I don't know how to feel about this. Um, but, like, the brain, uh, there were some sweet moments in it. Like, when the brain, try, you know, covers up Pinky 
you know, to try to hide him, to protect him, and then goes, yeah. Shh, and then does a, you know, whole heroic <laughs> backward drop uh, thing. And there was this, you know, the whole thing of like, you should, it was almost like the Pinky and the Brain had this secret relationship that they were hiding from Julia, like this love relationship, mm-hmm. like you should come to our house and or our place yeah. and everything. Um, it was even more apparent in the original storyboard. I wa- you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. They have mm-hmm. the storyboard artist like has all her original drawings of it's kind of uh, interesting. Like I would definitely recommend yeah. checking it out. Like, well, and that's the thing. It's like, I know that Rob and Maurice, I know we talked to Maurice ahead of time about, you after recording with him on one of the last times he was on, we had mentioned this shipping thing. And I think he was not, he didn't really sound like he was really aware of it as much as we are. Yeah, a lot of it's in the animation. Of, yeah. Like in the scene where Pinky Purse finds out about Julia, like them getting married and brains like describing her perfect uh, job structure and things like in the storyboard, like he's like pointing at himself, like, Oh, and then the mm. dinner, the dinner scene, Pinky's like, in the in the actual episode, Pinky's like accidentally giving these things away. And the storyboard, Pinky's like doing it on purpose. Like he, oh. the way it's drawn, he's like, he's also upset and like picking at his food, he's not eating it. And then like he has angry face, like, oh, well, you could, you should come by our house next time. You know, he's kind of saying it like that. And Interesting. So it's like, it's a whole different, it puts a different, uh, intent on that scene yeah like yeah i was thinking about that when i was when i was watching this because i think maurice and rob don't see them as a gay couple but mm-hmm. the artists and everything after they're done recording because you because yeah when you just listen to the 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 lines themselves and they don't know what it's going to look like in the final product. You're only 50% mm-hmm. there. And even that visual product, as you can see right there with storyboards and everything changes quite a bit, uh, right. depending on what they want to pump up and tone down and everything like that. So, um, um did you see her, uh, her storyboard? Like her, um, she wrote on Tumblr a little something about the, yeah, uh, let me open this up here. So, okay, I'll just read it. So according to the storyboard artist, Lisa Vanderberg, she interpreted the door as a metaphor for Brain being in the closet and boarded the episode to reflect that. So, so I'm like, okay. There we go. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, and I could I could see, you know, there is definitely, she puts Pinky in the closet and he puts stuff. puts Pinky and, in the closet, yeah. And the, so, the storyboard, Brain comes in and Pinky's already, like, just in the middle of the room and Julia's got, like, a knife to him. <laughs> so it's a wow. little, like... Interesting. Um, so this could have been... Yeah, so it, it, well, definitely watch the storyboard if you have All right, time. we'll put that like, in the show notes so that people can yeah. check that out. It's It takes like five minutes, you know, but it's like, uh, and it, you know, it's just not colored, but uh, all the voices yeah. are there still. Well, so. it shows you how you can reinterpret scenes and how they change. Yeah, just by like, like changing, yeah, it really changes interesting. the... Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's a... Yeah, I mean, it's... It, there's, I mean, I do like the the. I mean, it 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 really does kind of like go right on the edge of of making them a couple couple kind of thing in this one. Like, how do I get over my ex? And then he realizes, oh, I got Pinky, and he kind of he kind of looks at he really does look at Pinky like with love in this one. Like he, he realizes he has Pinky, and that's all he needs. Um, and I did like the fact that the brain did show remorse for what he did to Julia. 
Now, how much of that was originally intended versus how much I think this is the writers responding to some of the reaction that I know especially I had, which was, what are you doing to the brain? <laughs> like, this is was, awful. <laughs> I was a little worried at the beginning. I thought it was like more terrible. Thing. Like, oh, I captured her and mind controlled right. her again to be happy. I was like, oh, my gosh. Don't brain, do this. No. Not this again. Yeah. And I was like, I guess this is better to create a new version. Like, but still, I'm like, it's a little iffy. But he's this still one trying is, to control her. Yeah, exactly. that's true. It's it was still, like still or a form of still, her, right. You know? The yeah. irony of it is you're still doing it again, brain. You're, yeah. I mean, you're doing it with an AI version now, but yes, you're still mm-hmm. trapping this person into into behaving a certain way. So it's still it's a little problematic, uh, not as because at least he's showing remorse, and just ironically, he still can't <laughs> get it <laughs> right. Yeah, makes if, things if worse. The, if the AI system doesn't have self awareness or something, like if it, it's it gets to that point where you're like in that gray zone of when it becomes uh, human, like how much artificial intelligence does it have? And I think it is, uh, it seems like it is at that level, right? Well, again, on- another appropriate thing that AI is so much in the news these days. And here we are talking about it in Animaniac. So it's and Julia's a- last name, our last two letters are <gasps> AI. And a different reversed. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That's why you just kept coming Julie. Because you knew that those Julie, last letters, AI. AI. <laughs> that's what, oh man. All right, moving on. Let's go to our last segment, and that's cute things that can kill you. Cute things that can kill you. Cute things that can kill you was a story by Katie Rice. It was a teleplay by James Butler and directed by Katie Rice. And in this, it's kind of reminded me of uh, useless facts from uh, Animaniacs, where they're just kind of showing. Here's some different animals that can kill you. And it's kind of done in comedic ways where it's this uh, kind of, what is that first thing? The loris, which kind of looks like a lemur and it can bite you and it could give you, you know, what is it? Decompose your skin Rotting or flesh. Yeah. yeah. And then a puffer fish. That was cool. Could- <laughs> a puffer fish can poison you. And then the erratic, my favorite thing that made me laugh was the erratic behavior of a deer which people do get killed by deer all the time and you think oh it's going to stab the kid with its antlers no it's just a deer not paying attention while driving just eating ice cream and then like hits the kid with a car uh the end uh, but mm-hmm. yeah the the i thought how the uh the deer had a personalized license plate of buck wild on the thing i was like no nah, that's kind of funny funny stuff cute mm. and it was over it was qu- pretty quick uh anything you noticed in this that you liked nathan um i went in and just went some trivia so i went into google each of these things i was like i'll put some actual things in these and uh the one for deer made me laugh it's like every year well it's kind of sad. every year up to 200 people are killed by deer mostly in car accidents and i was like ah <laughs> yeah not the one you would um, think but yes yeah exactly so i'm like i'm wondering if that's what they saw and they're like oh what if what if did you reverse it but yeah i got facts about puffer fish and lorises too yeah i was listening i i think it was a podcast and um apparently people don't think about this but i guess the the hooves or the feet of the of deer are like really really sharp and 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 I don't again I don't know the source of this but I I just remember so I don't know if it's true but somebody hit a deer and the deer got in like the front seat and busted the windshield but the person 
the driver actually died because the the deer was thrashing about and the hooves cut their throat. Aye. You can take um, that out if you want. That's no, a that's well, that's a little dark, but that's that's but, interesting. But, so it's so, not like Tommy Boy, where don't put the deer. in Yeah, your I was gonna here. think of the Tommy Boy. <laughs> so when when I saw the deer, that that's was, what I was thinking was of. That's what I was thinking about. Or and I, I think sometimes the antlers do. You know, if they puncture people or whatever. If they yeah, anyway, there's lots of different ways um, somebody can die from a deer in a in a car hitting him with a car well so, like car accidents um, are like a, a major or leading cause of death anyways and then yeah yeah so anyway here. well oh, but you asked me you asked me what i thought about it right yeah what did you um, think about it i mean i liked it when the guy's uh, finger and then the rest of him like basically rotted off that was kind of cool <laughs> um yeah that was my favorite part all right <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Animaniacs? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I'll give it three and a half because it had a song and I did learn some things in it. The Pinky and the Brain episode wasn't too bad. Um, and the leaf one had some cool animation. Um, yeah. And I definitely, I did research some things and I learned more things about pufferfish and deer and lorises. So I'm all, I feel good about it. Three okay. and a half. Kelly, what about you? I'm going to do a two. Um, usually I like the, the pinky in the brain episode or, or segment, um, a lot more than the Warner segment, which I still did, but I, I don't know. I, bringing back Julia in this way, um, I still felt bad for her. And um, I just didn't think it was that funny. It, um, I mean, the plot itself, I guess, it's okay. Um, it, it was kind of creative. Um, you know, the whole AI-generated uh, re- reality. I mean, it reminded me a little bit of WandaVision, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, and I really like WandaVision. So that, that was kind of cool. But I don't know, just the dialogue didn't grab me. Um, it just... I, I don't know. Usually I enjoy it more and, and I really didn't like the Warner segment, even though I appreciate the message. It just, it wasn't fun to watch. Right. Or listen to, you know, I mean, it's just, and then the, the other segment is just, eh. Yeah. Uh, I will give it to, um, I think the biggest problem I have is like Kelly was saying, it just wasn't that funny. Uh, to me, I, when I when I like the small segments bigger than the bigger segments, you know there's a problem. <laughs> At least I know there's a problem with it for myself. Um, yeah, I I didn't the first Warner segment. The Warners looked also a little bit off. I can't really explain how they looked weird sometimes. Um, but yeah, the I don't know. It just overall just I didn't. I kind of felt like it was an almost like an autopilot episode where it just needed a little bit more work to get done. Like some more jokes that would have been great so yeah just a two for me not terrible or anything but i certainly you know could have been a lot better well let's go ahead and get to some contact information nathan where can people find you online joey i'm on twitter uh Django ft that's me kelly what about you i'm also on twitter yoda princess y-o-d-a-p-r-n-c-s-s all right the animated cast is on twitter it's on facebook it's on instagram we're on threads sort of 
<laughs> whatever I can figure out to do with that. And uh, TikTok stuff. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> it's TikTok. And uh, all this other stuff. And of course, we're a proud member of the RetroZap podcast network so head on over to retrozap.com to see our archives over there and of course we're on every other podcast player as well and uh i'd like to thank retrozap for having amazing content every single day check them out for awesome articles and podcasts oh yeah well that'll do it for us so for nathan and kelly this is joey saying good night everybody good night everybody good night everybody This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Leftovers? What are leftovers? It's uneaten food that you save for later. I don't understand. Food? Yes. That's... Yes. Uneaten. And you lost me.